WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire in the newsroom. I'm Andrew Green. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have voted to decriminalize some minor offenses to help ensure fewer residents find themselves caught up in the court system over something trivial. At a meeting last night, commissioners unanimously approved amendments to the city noise and nuisance ordinances to make violations civil infractions rather than misdemeanors. City Attorney Sarah Seneca said as a home rule city, Benton Harbor has broad authority to make ordinances and set penalties. She said under the amendments, minor infractions will not be handled as serious crimes. She said the current ordinances uh, could mean serious trouble for residents. If somebody's charged with a misdemeanor, let's say they make loud noise and they're charged with a misdemeanor, a lot of people think, well, all I did was make some noise. I was too loud. They get a ticket. If they don't go to court because it's a misdemeanor on the books, if they don't go to court, a warrant gets issued. And that can have repercussions down the road. Under the amendments, violators of the ordinances will get tickets rather than something more serious. Seneca credited the Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety with leading the charge to make these changes. Commissioner Ron Singleton said in the past, good old boys present, prevented such reforms by calling supporters of them soft on crime. Commissioners agreed last night it was time for a change. Meanwhile, Benton Harbor commissioners are calling on the Michigan legislature to ban flavored tobacco products. They approved a resolution to that effect last night. Mayor Marcus Mohammed said flavored tobacco is primarily used by young people with sales largely in black communities, although they have been spreading everywhere. In terms of with young people, it's not exclusive to only urban or black communities. This is actually plaguing across the board. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams wondered if flavored vaping products should also be included. They're in the stores. It's like um, some type of inhaler thing, flavored vaping. Yeah, I guess legislatively that's something else that we need to look at. But, uh, yeah, this will cover that. Muhammad said while the city does not have control over the legality of such substances, it can send a message to state lawmakers. The city was approached by a health group seeking its support for a ban. Commissioners approved the resolution unanimously. The South Haven City Council has moved forward on a housing and commercial development planned downtown. At a meeting last night, the council granted planned unit development status to the Center Street project, which will between Qua- be between Quaker and Phoenix Street. What's planned is a five-story mixed-use development that will include new commercial spaces, 29 housing units, and parking. During a public hearing last night, much of the conversation was about parking. Developer Adam Locker of Locker and Locker Properties said the project will have more than enough spaces. We plan to provide 67 parking spaces, and that abundance of parking is meant to provide significant public benefit, specifically 150,000 square feet of building space that does not contribute to an already tenuous parking situation downtown. Well, most of those spaces will not be for the general public. The development will ensure any shortage of parking is not exacerbated. Mayor Scott Smith said he's pleased to see an empty space downtown being invigorated. I'm excited to see more activity. You're going to energize Center Street even more. It's been fun to see that change. The housing units will be both apartments and uh, condos. The parcel in question has had vacant for about 10 years. If all goes well, developers hope that units could start to be occupied in 2027. A community health needs assessment of Berrien, Cass, and Van Buren counties is being conducted by the Berrien County Health Department and Corwell Health, and everyone's asked to fill out the survey. Berrien County Health Officer Guy Miller tells us 
It asks residents about the amenities available in their community so health officials can find out what's lacking and work to address the deficiencies. When you step out the door, does it feel like a place you could go for a walk or a run? So community safety is in there, transportation to and from grocery stores, to and from doctor's appointments, proximity to a health care provider to actually talk to a doctor. Miller says that the first community health needs assessment for the area was done in 2013, and it provided some interesting insight into local needs. We started down that track to say, what are conversations that we need to have around mental health? Mental health is more than just a diagnosis from a doctor, right? It is self-care. Are you taking care of yourself? How's your anxiety level? What are different relaxation techniques that you can use to address your anxiety levels? Miller says the assessment will be used to create a community health improvement strategy. The survey is now up online, and we'll have a link to it at our website. It'll be available through November 30th. A report outlining the results will be published in December of next year, and the implementation strategy will be available in May of 2025. The first-ever South Haven Boo Bash will be October 28th at the Huron Street Pavilion. South Haven Convention and Visitors Bureau Events Manager Lori Krieger tells us it's a whole day of Halloween fun, replacing the former... Haven Harvest Festival. We did Haven Harvest. It was a several-day event, but with the weather being unpredictable and time of year that it is, we stopped doing the event that we called Haven Harvest. So the Boo Bash, this is the inaugural year for that. The Boo Bash will feature live music, food trucks, a pet costume parade, a human costume contest, trunk or treating, and promotions from local businesses. The Headless Horseman will ride through the downtown area starting at 6.30. It's really cool. The horse is amazing. It's just, it's really cool. People line the streets and take pictures. It's really cool. Krieger says the Boo Bash is being started as a one-day event to replace the Harvest Festival because unpredictable weather often interfered with the former event. The event uh, this year is free to attend. Organizers hope it'll be the start of a fall tradition in South Haven. We'll have the full schedule at our website. And coming up on November 5th will be the 6th Annual Champions for HD Benefit Concert to raise funds to fight Huntington's disease. Champions for HD CEO Shelby Smithers tells us she started the group in 2018 as her own family has issues with Huntington's. As a musician, she invited other Southwest Michigan performers to get involved. So after we started up the nonprofit in 2018, the very first event that we put on was a benefit concert. So we had lots of locals who came together and performed, and it's been a hit. It's something that we look forward to every single year, and we're just grateful that we're at our sixth annual benefit. Smithers says the money raised goes to Huntington's research and uh, help with families struggling with bills while they wait for disability benefits. On hand for the concert at Paw Paw Brewing Company will be uh, Smithers, otherwise known as Shelby Lentz and Delaney Lentz, Tom Askey, Sarah Dudenetz, and Bernice Rogers. We've got raffles, the silent auction, merchandise, and lots of good food. It has to be pre-ordered online, but we've got lots of good food. It's always a good time. Smithers says the concert in 2021 raised $20,000. Some of those proceeds went to helping a high school girl get a new wheelchair. Tickets for the November 5th show are available online. We'll have that link at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture, where furniture shopping is fun. 
The war between Hamas and Israel continues. ABC's Michelle Franzen has more. Civilians caught in the middle in the Israel-Hamas war. A bombing at a hospital in Gaza City today. Health ministry officials say at least 500 were killed. Israel now mounting a ground offensive in Gaza to destroy Hamas holdouts and also to search for nearly 200 hostages, including Americans. ABC's Ian Panel has more. The International Red Cross saying they've met face-to-face with Hamas leaders, pushing for the immediate release of the hostages and for access to them to check on their condition. According to the Israeli Hostages and Missing Families Forum, many of those kidnapped are in need of medical treatment. The report alleging a nine-month-old baby has no access to formula. Three children with autism require special assistance and an 85-year-old woman suffering from kidney disease and asthma requiring medication. At least 1,400 were killed in the Hamas attacks in Israel. President Biden heading to the region tomorrow. He'll hold talks with both Israel and Arab leaders. With continuing coverage, I'm Michelle Franz in ABC News. The Israeli military says it had no involvement in an explosion that killed hundreds of people at a Gaza City hospital and that the blast was caused by a misfired Palestinian rocket. The Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza says an Israeli airstrike caused the blast and that it killed 500, many of whom had sought shelter from the ongoing Israeli offensive. The Israeli military, though, said Palestinian militants had fired a barrage of rockets near the hospital at the time. Republicans are critical of the White House ahead of President Biden's trip to Israel. More from ABC's M. Wynn. Republican Senator Marsha Blackburn is alleging President Biden's visit to Israel was intentionally not announced until the U.S. received commitments by the country's prime minister on a humanitarian package. Senator Lindsey Graham also condemned the administration for unfreezing $6 billion to Iran as part of a prisoner swap deal with Tehran last month. Very worried about what Iran will do next. So the idea you can bribe Iran to be normal doesn't work. The U.S. has said it will again block Iran from access to any funds in that account. Emwin, ABC News, Washington. The war between Israel and Hamas is raising fears about rising hostility around the United States. Experts say crimes against Jewish communities tend to escalate when conflict erupts in the Middle East, and anti-Muslim crimes also spike, especially when Americans are taking hostage or killed. In Illinois, a landlord is accused of attacking a Palestinian-American tenant and her son with a knife on Saturday because of their Muslim faith, stabbing the six-year-old boy to death and seriously injuring the mother. The sheriff, prosecutors, and family all said the boy and his mother were targeted for being Muslim. Republican Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio this afternoon failed to be elected Speaker of the House in the first round of voting. Twenty Republicans voted against him. ABC's Jay O'Brien has more from Capitol Hill. Republicans have shown they, they cannot, at this stage, govern their own majority in the House of Representatives. And that has real ramifications for the unfolding uh, crises in Israel as well as Ukraine, where there's big funding issues that will be at stake soon. Government funding overall about a month from now. The big issues that are on the, the Republican agenda around border security, around potential impeachment of Joe Biden, all effectively shelved for the time being. Former President Donald Trump has returned to the New York civil trial that imperils his real estate empire. He watched and deplored the case Tuesday as an employee and outside appraiser testified his company essentially put a thumb on the scale when sizing up his property's value. New York Attorney General Letitia James's lawsuit alleges that Trump and his company deceived banks, insurers, and others by massively overvaluing his assets in paperwork used to make deals and get financing. And Trump denies any wrongdoing. Police have shot dead the suspected terrorist accused of killing two Swedish soccer fans in Brussels. More if maybe sees Tom Rivers. Hours after a manhunt began, police in Brussels tracked down and shot dead the suspected gunman, a Tunisian, a weapon also recovered. Belgian Prime Minister Alexander de Croo. Two Swedish compatriots 
passed away. A third person is recovering right now from severe injuries. His thoughts are with the victims' families, and he sent his condolences to the Swedish Prime Minister. Security has now been beefed up in the capital, particularly around places linked to the Swedish community. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. And the new Martin Scorsese movie comes out this weekend. ABC's Jason Nathanson has a report on how the pandemic helped to sharpen the director's latest movie. Martin Scorsese's epic, Killers of the Flower Moon, is almost ready for its debut. Osage is dying by the enemy. The film about the Osage Nation, their oil-filled lands, and the murders by those who wanted that land and money hits theaters Friday. Scorsese says the slowdown of the pandemic allowed him to refocus and really find the heart of the story. It was almost a relief because I was able to concentrate on what, you know, what the real value is, you know, about living and um, what's essential. Killers of the Flower Moon will eventually stream on Apple TV+, Plus, but Scorsese says he would prefer if you saw it in the theater. Jason Nathanson, ABC News, Hollywood.